0: Welcome to the Healthy Compulsive Project podcast, where you can take a deep dive to explore the pitfalls and potential of the obsessive compulsive personality, offering hope and help for perfectionists, workaholics, micromanagers, type A personality, and control freaks. The following two articles are designed to help you understand yourself better If you suspect that there's something off in your tendencies to overwork, overplan, and overcontrol, they describe the clinical manifestations of obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, also known as OCPD, and the more nitty-gritty everyday aspects of what it's actually like to live with the tendencies, even if you don't have full-blown OCPD. The term diagnosis originally meant to see through to wisdom, to see what's happening beneath the surface. Rather than to pathologize in the worst sense, our work here is to understand the suffering of the soul so that we can get our emotional needs met more effectively. The second article clarifies the differences between obsessive and compulsive, obsessions and obsessive, and compulsions and compulsive, all important distinctions which tend to get lost, distinctions which could help us to better understand ourselves and move toward a healthier way of living. How do I know if I have obsessive-compulsive personality disorder? And so what if I do? As many as 1 in 12 people have the medical disorder known as obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, which is also known as OCPD, without knowing it. In fact, while it's prevalent and well-established as a diagnostic category, it's one of the least recognized by the public, and I might add by some clinicians. Also, the people who have this quote disorder are so determined to maintain order that they wouldn't consider that they have a disorder. This lack of awareness leads many to persevere in being critical, workaholic, perfectionistic, and procrastinating. OCPD is characterized by a controlling, perfectionistic, and rigid behavior and has probably wrecked at least as many lives, careers, marriages, families organizations, and communities as some better-known problems. But it goes unacknowledged, undiagnosed, and untreated, partly because it's more acceptable. Many of the people who have OCPD are workaholics, and hey, that's okay, at least in our culture. People in other cultures think we're more than a little crazy for working so hard. But this is about far more than how hard we work. It's about using an old, ineffective coping strategy that we think we need to prove that we are morally good. More later on that. How do I know if I have OCPD? If you're sincerely asking yourself this question, it's less likely that you have full-blown OCPD. People who meet the full criteria for a personality disorder usually find their symptoms perfectly normal, if not desirable, admirable, and virtuous. Certainly that's the case with OCPD. And that's part of the problem. People don't realize they have a problem, but that may not be you. Still, there's probably some reason why you're asking this question. Even people who don't like these characteristics can still meet the full criteria. But even if you only have some traits of OCPD, recognizing the tendencies in yourself can be a first step toward a healthier life. So, first I'm going to give you the standard psychiatric spiel, then we'll get down to what this really means. But before I do, I want to reaffirm what the Healthy Compulsive Project blog is all about, seeing past the pathologizing, negative perspective on the compulsive personality and recognizing the more positive potentials that underlie it. Carl Jung called this the perspective method, but that's for another post. Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder Criteria According to the American Psychiatric Association, OCPD involves quote, a pervasive pattern of preoccupation with orderliness, perfectionism, and mental and interpersonal control at the expense of flexibility, openness, and efficiency, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. If you have four or more of the following symptoms, you meet the criteria for diagnosis of OCPD. If you have one to four of these symptoms, you would be described as simply having some traits of OCPD. So, here are the eight diagnostic criteria. One, is preoccupied with details, rules, lists, order, organization, or schedules to the extent that the major point of the activity is lost. Two, shows perfectionism that interferes with task completion, for instance, is unable to complete a project because his or her own overly strict standards are not met. Three, is excessively devoted to work and productivity, to the exclusion of leisure activities and friendships, and this should not be accounted for by obvious economic necessity. Four, is over-conscientious, scrupulous, and inflexible about manners of morality, ethics, or values, not accounted for by cultural or religious identification. Five, is unable to discard worn-out or worthless objects even when they have no sentimental value. Six, is reluctant to delegate tasks or to work with others unless they submit to exactly his or her way of doing things. Seven, adopts a miserly spending style toward both self and others. Money is viewed as something to be hoarded for future catastrophes. And eight shows rigidity and stubbornness. Now, please note this is different from OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. You can find out more about the differences in a post on my blog and also one of the podcasts. So that's what the APA says, and it's fine as far as it goes. A more helpful way of looking at this is to ask whether your compulsive traits have a negative impact on you and those around you. Ask yourself, do I cause suffering to others or myself through rules, control, and overworking? Do I get impatient, angry, and judgmental when I'm blocked from reaching my goals and standards? Do I have difficulty letting go and relaxing unless everything I need to do is finished and finished perfectly? Am I losing out on the possibility of better relationships or more joy because I work too much or I'm too rigid? Have I lost the point of what I wanted to work so hard for in the first place? Is my life based on a conscious approach to living meaningfully or have I become machine-like? Do I take appropriate care of myself emotionally and physically by taking time for recreation Reflection, leisure, rest, exercise, and play. And finally, have I been getting depressed? If I had to boil it all down, I'd say that if you want to know if you have OCPD, ask yourself honestly whether your need for rules, perfection, and order detract from your well-being, your original priorities, and your relationships. Four different types of obsessive-compulsive personality. Four fairly different people could all meet the criteria for OCPD, some traits being more predominant than others. For this reason, I've described four subtypes of OCPD in a separate post. Here's a very brief description of the four types. First is the teacher-leader who, at the unhealthy end of the spectrum, can get bossy, authoritarian, and critical. Second is the worker-doer, who at the unhealthy end of the spectrum can get addicted to work. Third is the friend-server, who at the unhealthy end of the spectrum can become a people-pleaser. And fourth, the thinker-planner, who at the unhealthy end of the spectrum can get stuck procrastinating and obsessing. So what if you do have any of these traits? This doesn't mean that the foundation of your personality is somehow irreversibly flawed. It's only a disorder because your priorities are out of order. They've been hijacked for security. I won't pretend that putting them in order is simple, but here are some essential steps. Compassionately acknowledge that you've gotten out of balance. Denial will get you nowhere, and intention will get you where you want to go. OCPD and its traits do respond to attention and to treatment in psychotherapy, but they tend to get worse with age if ignored. Besides, there's good reason that you have this personality. You can find out more about that in a previous post on the evolutionary and adaptive benefits of a compulsive style. Set intentions to withdraw from addiction to anger, to stop overworking and to quit being so rigid about how things are supposed to be, Yes, your intentions have been very good, but you've gone too far. Face into the feelings that you avoid by being so controlling and upright. Fear of being judged or getting in trouble, fear of being lone, fear of being found to be an imposter. In any of these cases, you will need to gradually and compassionately expose yourself to the very things you fear. Redirect your abundant energy to the original intentions that you feel strongly about. You have passion, energy, and determination. You're conscientious and concerned. What's really important to you? Focusing on these by becoming aware of what really holds the most fulfillment and meaning for you will be essential. Part of the problem with OCPD is that people get so lost in their work and their rules that they lose track of how they feel what they really want, and what will make them truly happy. That's really what's out of order. Of course, there's much more to this shift to becoming a healthy compulsive. But the good thing is, because you are compulsive, you have the determination to apply yourself. If you bring the same determination you've brought to your outer world, to your inner world, you will reap the rewards. Are you obsessive or compulsive? And what difference does it make? What's the difference between obsessive and compulsive? The terms obsessive and compulsive are bound together so often that we usually don't distinguish between them. Even some dictionaries don't differentiate between the two, but they are different, and blurring the two robs you of a chance to understand your personality and to target the issues you want to change. To make the situation muddier, compulsive and compulsion are different. Obsessive and obsession are different. Without distinguishing these, knowing just what to work on is also harder. If you're thinking somebody should have made this clearer and somebody should straighten it out, I agree completely. But meanwhile, we'll deal with what we've got. The difference between obsessive and compulsive. Obsessive usually refers to unrelenting thinking, whereas compulsive usually refers to unrelenting doing or behavior obsessive originally derived from the word besieged, whereas compulsive originally derived from the words driven or compelled. The two terms were originally wed together to describe how many people use behavior to avoid their disturbing thoughts. But some people are more obsessive than compulsive, and vice versa, and some are only one or the other. And more importantly, this formulation misses the fact that what's really being avoided in both cases are disturbing feelings, not just thoughts. Yes, some people are both obsessive and compulsive, and even then, noticing when you use which strategy could be instructive, we need to identify the background feeling that leads to the thinking or behavior. Obsessive thinking. Obsessive refers to a personality style that tries systematically to use thinking to avoid uncomfortable feelings. This isn't about a few specific thoughts or obsessions, but about a pervasive life strategy. Oscar, for instance, thinks endlessly about what he's done wrong or could do wrong. Remorse and regret follow him like his shadow on a sunny day. Doesn't matter what he does. He'll regret it whether he goes to happy hour with his colleagues or not. He plans ten steps down the road. He tries to use thinking to get away from the feeling that he could make a mistake and hurt someone else. It doesn't work, but it's hard to stop because the feeling of shame seems intolerable. But he's not aware that that's why he obsesses so much of the time. Compulsive Behavior Compulsive refers to a personality style that tries systematically to use behavior to avoid uncomfortable feelings. This is not about a few specific behaviors or compulsions, but about a pervasive life strategy. Cameron, for instance, always keeps busy by getting things in order at work and home. Nothing specific, just a way of being. She genuinely likes the result of having a well organized house but it crowds out any awareness of something missing. She's not aware that it helps her to avoid her depression and sense of meaninglessness that she's hid from herself for so long. The difference between obsessive and obsessions. Obsessive is an adjective that describes someone's overarching personality style. It's not limited to particular subjects, but rather is characterized by generalized, repetitive, and anxious ruminating that goes in circles. It's justified as attempts to plan and perfect, but often leads to procrastination. The obsessive personality likes to think that it can successfully take control by thinking. Obsession is a noun that refers to a specific intrusive thought that you can't stop, such as the fear that your house will catch on fire if you forget to clean the lint out of the dryer, that if you touch a cat, you will be dangerously contaminated by germs, or that you'll grab a knife and kill your mother. Consciousness feels like it's being invaded by specific disturbing thoughts, such as losing control of oneself, images of violence, or becoming ill rather than consciousness imagining that can control everything, as occurs with people whose personalities are obsessive. The difference between compulsive and compulsion. Compulsive is an adjective that describes an overarching personality style, one that's always doing, fixing, or working, but not necessarily hooked on specific behaviors. Compulsive behavior might seem intentional, conscious, and in control, but too often it's a strategy for dealing with uncomfortable feelings. Compulsion is a noun that refers to a specific behavior that you have difficulty not engaging in. When we use the word compulsion, we usually refer to a particular repetitive behavior that we can't stop, such as repetitively washing hands, checking locks, or turning off the stove. Compulsions feel like we're being compelled by a force that's out of our control. Some people have all of these tendencies, but for most, one or two are primary. Diagnostic categories, OCD, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and OCPD, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. All of these distinctions are reflected in different diagnostic categories. Specific obsessions and compulsions characterize obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD whereas obsessive and compulsive character traits characterize obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, OCPD. It's possible to have both, but the two conditions are distinct. See my previous post about the difference, or you can listen to the Healthy Compulsive Project podcast, episode 5. Diagnostic categories such as these can give us a rough sense of where our challenges are. Metaphorically speaking, they can identify the state you live in psychologically, but not the neighborhood. It can tell you that you live in California, but not whether you're in Haight-Ashbury or Beverly Hills. Your own version of OCD or OCPD will be different from everyone else's, but it still helps to know which state you're in. In a previous post, I described different types of OCPD that result from being more obsessive or more compulsive with suggestions about how understanding these differences can help us move toward wholeness. You can listen to that blog post in podcast episode 8. Moving on. No oncologist would simply say, you have cancer, and treat it indiscriminately, blasting your entire body with chemo and radiation. Informed treatment specifies the location of the problem and targets it precisely. If you want to work on yourself to improve the quality of your life, it's helpful to look closely at whether you're obsessive or compulsive and whether you have specific obsessions and compulsions or broader character traits. While each of these are strategies to attempt to cope with disturbing feelings, identifying specifically which feelings trigger you, which strategy you use, and when you use it will all be helpful. Anxiety and insecurity underlie most disturbing feelings, but doing your own investigation of which feelings lead you to be obsessive or compulsive is essential. Identify the process as it's happening in your everyday life or in a session with your therapist. Once you can identify your strategy, you're much better prepared to make different choices when you notice familiar feelings arise. You can find transcripts of this podcast with links to research sources And lots more at the Healthy Compulsive blog, www.thehealthycompulsive.com. If you'd like to subscribe to the Healthy Compulsive podcast, hit that subscribe button. And for a thorough guide to cultivating the positive potential of the compulsive personality, find my book on Amazon, The Healthy Compulsive, Healing Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder and Taking the Wheel of the Driven Personality. And if you find any of these helpful, let others know by leaving a review. Till next time, enjoy the drive.